You are listening to the Bondzilla Podcast. The Bondzilla Podcast is a bi-monthly analysis of two of cinema's longest-running franchises, James Bond and Godzilla. This week, the Bondzilla boys take on a movie that absolutely stinks. It's 1969's All Monsters Attack. You're not ready for this one, folks. James Bond. Hello and howdy, everybody. Happy holidays, yes. Nick. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy Bondsmas and B- have a Bondsmas and have a uh, and Godzilla. have a Zilla New Year. I was gonna say Godzilla Hanukkah. Oh, <laughs> but an Atomic New Year. Well, don't don't have an Atomic New Year. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, we no, might. No. No. Ooh, political recent events um so <laughs> nick it, it it is the it is the holidays merry almost christmas mm-hmm. uh, nick if you if you uh what, what's on your bond christmas list if you can have like at least three bond related things that you want for christmas well there is actually one bond thing on my christmas list okay um there is a, a bond archives book like basically kind of an art of all the bond uh films mm-hmm. uh that i actually do very want very much um Let's see. What else would I want on my Bond Christmas list? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I have all the Bond movies. Um, Maybe a Bond movie news of some sorts? Um, would it be a good Bond movie news Christmas gift to you? To me, it would be just a little bit more confirmation on kind of more of the cast and characters of what could be Craig's final adventure. Yeah. Um, just in the sense of... You know, the recent Bond movies, they've been a little bit more secretive of just kind of like the lead up to these movies. But, you know, we kind of have a release date. I'd like to know a title. Mm-hmm. Uh, a title would be good. Yeah. Because, like, again, it's it, I want kind of a, a, a great title again. Mm-hmm. Like Skyfall was a great title. Spectre was, you know, a Spectre. But, like, I would like a really cool Bond title. That would be nice. I um I I would love a collect. I've always wanted this a, a figurine collection of every Godzilla from every uh, either film or uh, era of Godzilla. Yeah, because you know, they have these little ones. I, I forget. Uh, I think uh, Tamashi or whatever is the place called. Fucking expensive. They're like five inches, like hundred fifty, two hundred dollars. Not even hot toys. Oh, I do have one more Bond yeah. Christmas wish. What? Uh, I a five minute conversation with Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Okay, I like that. I like that one. Um, I would, uh, I would like a. Uh, I'll take a Godzilla suit. Um, one of, one of the suits. Um, I would like either a confirmation, an image of what Mothra is going to look like in the next Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. the American one, or I will replace that with a confirmation that the fairies are going to be in the next Godzilla. That would be my number one Christmas <laughs> wish: is that we, we need the fairies. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Nick, um, the reason I ask all that is because um, I'm generally uh, just padding out this episode. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> just like this movie was padded out. Huh? <laughs> anyway, Nick, today uh, we are ending out the year with a Godzilla film, and that Godzilla film is all monsters attack and in this episode we'll answer the question if all monsters attack spoiler alert they don't (laughs) none of the monsters attack director shiro honda returns for this 1969 thing feature we went to the moon 1969 yeah um and uh alternate titles are 
Godzilla, Manila, and Gabara, all monsters attack, the Japanese title. And, of course, the U.S., uh, probably more accurate title, Godzilla's Revenge. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) All right. All right, Nick. None of this movie makes sense, even before we get into it. Let's get started. Um, it's funny because we're not quite at the end of the Showa era, but, you know, we're at this weird point in the Godzilla history, Nick, a little bit. Because if you remember, we are just right off the tail end, uh, any tail, as it were. Godzilla's tail, Ghidorah's tail, um, you know, Rodan has, like, probably a little bit of a tail I mean, for aerodynamics. What, what's the, what's the, the serpent monster? Manda. Manda is all tail. Yeah. So, that's is, that, is that how you view snakes? Snakes are just all tail? They're all tail. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the tail on that tail. <laughs> but yeah, so we're 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 right. We're coming off of that uh, of destroy all monsters. Uh, I would say a sort of uh, I would say a highlight of the Godzilla, even yeah. from uh, from a fan perspective, kind of retrospectively, but also yeah, kind of like in history too. Yeah, just a big monster battle. The, the battles were great. Yeah, you know, I just re-listened to that episode, and I, we had great things to say about that movie. Yeah, uh, making you feel nostalgic already. I yeah. can see. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so. Uh, into the development of this one uh as i mentioned before uh toho was ready to pull the plug on godzilla on the godzilla franchise they were done so they're like we'll just we'll, we'll we'll have a we'll have a monster mash um and then we'll put godzilla franchise in the graveyard smash <laughs> so we're, we're, we're absolutely done with this but what they did not anticipate is the destroy all monsters was a huge success and uh, so it was such a success that Toho is like, well, we can't kill off this franchise quite yet. We need we need to do a little bit more with this. Um, unfortunately, it was not in the cards for Toho to do that at all. They were not planning at all to make any more Godzilla movies. So, like, what do we do? It's like, well, they got to get a Godzilla movie out because, you know, Toho, you know, they can't take their time. They're like, well, if we're going to put a movie out, it's got to be next year. It's got to be right away. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wait, people like these movies? Oh, we, we got we got it. <laughs> We should do something. Yeah, we can, we can make we money. We should off- make another movie. We can make money off of this. <laughs> um, but so since Toho was not was originally going to pull the plug, they had no preparation. So uh, they basically what we're probably since Godzilla raids again, we're seeing our first kind of rushed production, like true rush. Yeah, because, a, a really truly rushed production. Because the other Godzilla films, they've they've, they've gone into them fast. Like yeah. we've seen them gone into the past, but they they still like kind of it's. Oh, we're gonna actually come up with the story and maybe come up with a new monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and kind of like and really kind of, you know, like they might say like, okay, it's on an island and there's a giant uh, lobster. Okay, go. But they yeah, still yeah. kind of like, okay, but we're gonna we there's characters and the style to it. And, yeah. and this isn't quite raids again, where it's like, all right, Godzilla, the first one was a big success. Let's let's rush out this other one. This is more of like, yes, this one movie was a success. We gotta make this other movie, but it's more so rushed in the sense that they had no plans to do it. Mm-hmm. So they have to kind of scramble up some things to put out a movie the following year. Yeah. Um, so what they did is like they put Honda back on the picture because I guess Honda just needs work. <laughs> I guess he just he just does this. Honda um, likes to work. Uh, but uh, they put it, they told him to put together a Godzilla film and this time Toho decided to aim exclusively for a children's film. And looking into some of the reasons uh, behind this, um, it's not 100% sure why there's I'm not 100% sure why, but there is a lot of 
reports that like maybe Honda wanted to go in a different direction, but the studio's like, no, we're going to go into this direction. Part of the reason may be because they were aiming for a December release date. It was going to be around the holidays, and uh, that's what they wanted to do, put a children's Godzilla film out during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Is uh, what they, Because nothing screams the holidays quite like Godzilla's revenge. <laughs> um, so... Moving into this, uh, moving into this movie, uh, given this rush production, uh, the budget was extremely limited. Mm, um, you don't say. Th- this led to um, very few uh, suits uh, created, um, but I'll get to that in a minute. But most famously for this movie um, was the was the I, I would say maybe an extensive use. Almost <laughs> exclusive use. I think I know where you're going with this. Of stock footage from previous Godzilla films. Yeah, you call it stock footage. It's just fight scenes that we've seen before. We are taking footage out of previous Godzilla films, such as Abira, Horror of the Deep, Son of Godzilla. Uh, um, oh, there, there is some from the movie King Kong Escapes in here. Um, and Destroy All Monsters. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that's kind of the production, uh, we're, we're dealing with, um, uh, at this point. Um, there was a new suit, uh, made for Manila and, uh, the Destroy All Monster suit was used, uh, for Godzilla. And, um, there was original footage shot, monster footage shot of this movie. Um, and that was for a lot of Manila Godzilla, um, uh, interactions. So there was a few because when we were watching it, I wasn't entirely sure. Like there's a few recreated moments. So anything yeah. between Manila and Godzilla, there are moments that are recreated for this movie mm-hmm. using those new suits. Yeah. Um, and of course, one new suit created for another debut monster, Nick, and that is our debut monster for this episode. Uh, we are uh, 11 minutes in, and I'm already debuting a new monster, <laughs> and that is uh, Gabara. Um, Gabara is how well, Nick. How would you describe uh, Gabara? You know what? I had a description for this guy. It doesn't really describe who he is, but this is how I describe him. <laughs> Gabara looks like like a businessman who was transformed into a monster. Because he's like he's he's got like a head of hair, like a blonde head of hair. Okay, and then right. he's got like he's all green and like kind of got like a little face ish. We kind of. He's kind of got kind of got like a cat look. Yeah. Like he yeah. kind of almost looks like the bad guy cat in a movie, an animated movie where all the characters are cats. Yeah. Like a but, little bit. But I, I legitimately thought that like he looked like, oh, like he was some Japanese businessman who like got into like a chemical accident and <laughs> basically what the movie Rampage should have been <laughs> instead of, you know. We don't know. That could still happen. That giant crocodile may be. Maybe a man. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Is Ike Barinholtz in that movie? I feel like he would be like the bad guy who turns into or a crocodile. The, the third act could be The Rock turning into. Another uh, another ape. Another ape. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, well, uh, Nick, it's funny that you are saying what your uh, headcanon is, origin, for mm-hmm. this, uh, this monster. Uh, I actually do have an origin. For you, Ooh. Uh, there is an unofficial, unconfirmed origin in the movie. Um, I guess I, I can't remember if it was ever talked about in the movie. This may be an American cut, um, but the origin of Gabra was that he was a mutated toad from a nuclear explosion, and this origin would later be used in the Go Godman Japanese children show, which is kind of like you know Power Rangers, like monsters and robots okay. fighting and everything. But yeah, in that he was a bullfrog that was mutated 
Uh, oh, so they, they use Gabra in that show too? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, that's what he is, uh, despite because, looking because nothing it like a frog. It's interesting because you know in the Japanese cut of the movie, there is actually no mention of nukes. There are, <laughs> are no reporters. Yeah. You know, one of the stock. Footage. No, there's a reporter. There's reporters at the end. Oh, I guess there are reporters yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. So again, I guess the movie does kind of establish those Godzilla groups. You know, one of the previous scenes they use features rocks. <laughs> so. Um, uh, the Gabra, Gabra, the Gabra was created by taking an old Godzilla suit and uh, tweaking the head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I will say that Gabra is, is designed. I, like, I oh, like, yeah. I actually, that was one of the highlights of the movie. I actually did like, did you say one of the highlights or the one highlight of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear there, you. There are other few-ish highlights of the movie, few-ish. few-ish highlights, but that was the main highlight, I guess, would be the Gabra design. I actually thought it was a really interesting design like it just looked cool it kind of it it, it, in the sense of this being a children's film yeah it was definitely like a cool like children's film monster um i actually have a roar queued up uh for gabra would you like to hear it sure why not wait hold on i think it's gonna happen again dog <laughs> it just sounds like the dog like it does kind of sound like a dog in face i think what they were going with because uh in the context of the film which we'll get to in a minute i think they're going for kind of like a hyena cackling yeah no but it sounds deal. like a dog yeah okay sounds like a hound dog <laughs> i want that to be my new text tone <laughs> uh can you imagine that be which one of these godzilla roars so far would you want to be like your alarm clock in the morning, uh, so an alarm clock yeah. would definitely be the, the Manila. No, because the text tone, I would want the the guitar like. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. But for like an alarm tone, I mean, Godzilla is probably the ultimate one because it's still kind of the loudest of the roars. I think I would go with Angiris. Angiris kind of like that. Here's a good one. Yeah. Um, one funny note I would I thought you would find oh, that kind of note. that contextualizes this movie in a very interesting way. Um, Gabara, in the context of the Toho Kaiju canon, is one of the very few monsters that we actually doesn't know that we don't know actually exists. Now, granted, none of these monsters exist mm-hmm. in real life, yeah. but in the in the fictional context of our Toho canon, because we've seen with uh, the Godzilla movies thus far. Uh, we've seen canonized uh, monsters. We've yeah. Rodan, uh, Angiris, uh, Ghidorah, Mothra. All these, all these other monsters they, appear and yeah. come back. And um, Abir is also mentioned, and monsters like that. But Gabra is the only monster that, given the context of the movie, we don't know if it's actually a real right, thing. Because that or- was something I was going to mention about it. Maybe we should save it for the actual movie discussion because lord knows we'll need a lot to discuss <laughs> in that part of the in part of the review but um, um yeah but that it was it's actually the the use of the monsters in this movie is is kind of fascinating when you really look at it okay well um i we can actually get to that probably sooner than we usually do in this episode um but um there is one production note that is is act is legitimately fascinating um and that is it comes down to the special effects Special effects veteran, E.G. Uh, e.g. Subaraya. The classic guy who eats his octopuses. <laughs> yes, you remember. Um, 
you know, the guy who's uh, has his name yeah, attached in some way, shape, or form to like all a, of his movies. The legend, like a legendary figure among the Godzilla films, one hundred percent. He is the guy who who who's made these suits and made these monsters work. Well, he is credited in this movie as a special effects I saw, director. Yes, but reportedly didn't really have that much of a hand in it due to uh, budget and time constraints. Mm. Uh, in fact, uh, he spent so little time being available to work on the movie. Um, that Honda had to step in to take over the special effects direction with a, um, a director's assistant, obviously. But this would mark a movie and highlight something that we've touched upon in past Godzilla movies, is the notion that in these movies, uh, how they div- divvy them up is that you have the dramatic human scenes and then you have the monster special effects scenes, and generally they are directed separately. Mm. And now you have Honda having to take... Um, the reins on both of these, both of these aspects. That's very interesting, and uh, up to the point that they actually filmed both the dramatic scenes and these, um, and these monster scenes, uh, the special effects scenes within the same studio. Um, like it with like they built like sets in the same like studio, uh, like buildings and everything, because they usually would film them separately. Right. Um. Obviously. Yeah. Um. So this is the most fascinating thing because we haven't really talked about this, about this notion of the way that these movies are done, you know, the special effects and the, um, you know, and the dramatic stuff is what they call them are completely done separately. No, it's it's very interesting uh, considering the fact that, you know, it, it we, we kind of credit Honda a lot. You know, he's the director of a lot of these movies. He's the creator of, Godzilla and basically the creator of the franchise but really when you kind of put it that way it's like Subaraya you know has had a, as much of an impact mm-hmm. in terms of creating the kaiju verse as as Honda has and it's it's it is kind of it's almost that kind of sense of it's similar to kind of sometimes how we can take like you know animation directors for granted mm-hmm. you know even though like they they do a lot of work it's just they don't do that kind of the same thing it, it kind of feels like that's kind of what we see it was we, we we see super Eye as this technical genius and 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 a special effects wizard but like not as a director mm-hmm. but he is a director and, and 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 his his influence and his talents can definitely be felt and his influence and his talent are definitely missing from this film and, <laughs> I, and, and, and that was going to be my next question is do you feel that the movie uh, is affected at all visibly by the double yeah. dipping of of, a, of the director? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, one th- it, one thing because like if if you had like the thing is like I feel like if you had Superia even without like the budget you probably would have had less stock f- or reused footage, uh-huh. right? Because you know you would have had Superia come up with something simple to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like where it's like Honda's like maybe he's not familiar with it or maybe he. He thinks, you know, he thinks he can do it, and then it's like, oh, it's like not working. Oh, it's just put in kind of a Sabira fight that we saw before. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That sort of thing. And I, I do feel it is felt, especially considering, like, this movie, again, it's just kind of, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get into the movie itself, but just in terms of how the monsters are used and how much the monsters are used, it kind of feels like, you know, it, it, it wasn't really kind of a special effects-driven film. And I mean, and uh, there is a precedent um, for modern movies with this, um, a little bit of a behind the scenes peek on how big budget movies are made is that, you know, in a lot of the big budget movies, whether they be Star Wars movies or whether they be superhero movies or, or, or whatnot, um, you know, movies that have big 
uses of special effects, mostly CGI or CGI set pieces, go through this whole process called pre-vis, which stands for pre-visualization. And um, what a lot of people don't know um, is that that process is done super early in the process because like you know the effects and the animation take so much time and in many ways even start that process before a lot of the actual production of the movie yeah, goes and, in and it, and it it does like i mean and especially with how much time and how much money that does take there's a lot of discussion of like well how is that going to relate to you know how we shoot the movie right yeah it's like you know, when like Guardians of the Galaxy, they have to create a whole eagle of living planet. They have to do that super early. But when they're also developing like the fight sequences between Ego and Peter in that movie, that also has to be done. So Gunn is like, well, I'm going to shoot it like this. So if we develop the thing like this, then mm-hmm. we can do it like this and yeah. that and the other. And it's interesting because, you know, that, um, you know, that has, you know, positives and negatives to it because, you know, you do have sometimes the issue of maybe sometimes directors come onto a movie and, you know, maybe the producers or whatever have already been working on what, like, the big set pieces are. And then, mm-hmm. like, if you're lucky, the director can come in and have some influence on that. But you have a whole team making that. Like, uh, so, you know, when a big action movie's coming out and they start making the movie, a little bit is being built around these other big set pieces, depending on how much influence the, um, you know, the uh, director um, has on that stuff. And, you know, we've seen that's why... You know, with just strictly animated movies, they take like three years to make. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they have to get all those pieces set. Right. And then they actually go ahead and animate yeah. them. Especially like when you're considering, you know, even with Toho, we've seen that they've, you know, had to see successful movies. But they are s- traditionally very budgeted, you know. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And and it's been interesting how they've been able to kind of get around that. And I think, again, that's one of Subaraya's strengths is that even when he has like a limited amount of resources – like let's say, was was a super I doing it? Well, or whoever the because I know there's been other super uh, yeah mo- most of, most of the Honda films he he yeah. has done. But even like even like a simpler one like whoever was doing it like uh, Abira for example. Yeah, right? yeah, Abira was somebody different because yeah, because I, mean, like, I was about to say like I remember. Yeah, because Abira was a whole new uh, crew coming remember. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But but even that it's like even that guy who did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, on that movie because the effects are great but that one we talked about was specifically like okay we're going to do it all on this island thing it's going to make it cheap mm-hmm. we're going to do it simple but they still were able to kind of maximize what they did in that yeah. movie with the budget and what's fascinating about this is like unlike the American unlike the CGI um, special effects driven stuff this seems to all be done somewhat in tandem mm-hmm. with each other because right. you know it's all practical and it's all and, you got, and that's how yeah. you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all you, you know. Yeah, you there's no reason to do it any other way, too. It's mm-hmm. like you know, I think Honda can obviously have a lot more story influence on how all this stuff fits in. Right. But um, but I, I thought that was like the most interesting case because you see, I mean, there's a little bit of stuff. I think you're right. Suffers from the double dipping a little bit, and then there's. Some of the stuff where you're like, well, maybe that's just is how it is because there was no budget on mm-hmm. on the movie. <laughs> Here's five bucks. Yeah, go make a Godzilla movie. Yeah, and honestly, I I, I probably would have resorted to many similar <laughs> things. You know, maybe I would have just tried to make my own suit and put myself on the stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, a, a rushed production. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, I mean, well, they got a kid. Yeah, <laughs> in the movie, they got some guys. Yeah, there's a big focus on toys which is very strange for a lot of people but it's because this was for the holidays a very weird lesson about family i guess well 
talk about it. Um, I do know that, and uh, we'll we'll get to this in the movie. I'll I'll mention this. Uh, I should we just talk about all monsters attack? <laughs> yeah. Let's just get into it. Uh, let's not even take. Right. The, let's not even take the break. <laughs> all right, we'll put the break right here. All right, go ahead. Okay, now we're back. <laughs> we're we're back now. You know, we'll just so all monsters attack. Um, Can I just straight up say something in this movie about this movie? Yeah, I'll, and I have something to say too. This is the first movie that Nick has com- that one of us has completely fallen asleep during. I think it was partly the chicken and waffles we just had. I think I was a little full. But apparently, yes. I don't know. How long was I out? I, I don't know. I remember I said a joke. And I, I know sometimes you don't listen to me in general. But like I, I think I said like a couple jokes. I'm like, usually I get some sort of a response from Nick. And I look back. And I don't think it was long. But you were out. I thought like maybe your eyes were just a little droopy. But I was like, oh, no. Nick is out. So I like threw a beanie baby at you. I'm like, dude, you got to watch this for the podcast. Come on. <laughs> I got the general gist of what was going on. <laughs> it's right. like, what did, you, what did I miss? More footage from a movie we already saw? Yeah. Um, <laughs> All Monsters Attack is aggressively simple. <laughs> like, one of the things, when I, usually we take the day break, right, to kind of get our gather our thoughts and to kind of think about, you know, what we want to say. You know, we kind of re- reflect. And I was, when I was thinking about this movie today, I was just like... <laughs> Every scene could just be like described in a single sentence and you move on. There's like not, there's not like subtext really. There's not characters, interesting characters. So, okay. I mean, because the hard thing is like, so usually we, we have a big thing about the monster fights, right? But like 85, I would say, percent of the monster fighting in this movie are fights that we've already seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only thing is with Gabra, it's like his stuff's all unique, but like we see like, the, we see Abira and Godzilla like playing rock volleyball. When we say it's scenes from the previous movies, it is unapologetically just scenes. Like this would be like if one of the new Infinity War movies coming out is just them lifting exact scenes not even recreating them just like all right we're gonna take the avengers fight and we're gonna put that right there and then we're gonna put we're gonna take uh the guardians of the galaxy 2 fight we're gonna put it right there just like just go into premiere cut them (laughs) place them on the timeline yeah that's your action and it's like it's like they don't in terms of the context of the movie it's not like they are like oh he's fighting no it's like literally like oh i guess we're just watching the scene from We're watching him fight Kamunga again. And like, it's so funny because it's all the different Godzillas. So there is like a Godzilla look finally for this movie. But then it's all these different looking Godzillas fighting. Yeah. All the way back to, um, uh, like, you know, right, Abira, him fighting the, uh, him fight, well, okay, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. The story of this movie, um, which, you know, at first you kind of got to give credit. It's like, okay, they're going in a different direction there. And I think Nick knows that by the music cue that starts right after. That's the Toho. DVD menu music cue is hysterical. Well, not even that. Like when we press play, it's yeah. like this jolly, jazzy, yeah. like, you know, kid Saturday morning cartoon music. Yeah, and there's, there's, uh, kind of think, where there's a 
theme song for this movie. That, oh that yeah, song, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, I think that's the quote for this episode. Just, okay, is, is the song we just is the song you just heard as the theme song for this movie, which doesn't really make any sense. It's like I mean, I guess it kind of is showing like this kid is like into monsters, but yeah. it's all about like how like. Godzilla is a badass and Manila is a punk and they don't like pollution. At one point, at one point, the kid just sings, man is the real monster <laughs> with no like lead up to it. He's like, this whole song's about Godzilla and like how he loves kaijus and all that sort of stuff. And then it, then it just cuts to smog. It's like, man's the real monster. Man is the real monster. And it's like, where did that come from? So you, the story, at least he could have said nuclear weapons are what we need to focus on or yeah, something yeah. like, like, it is up to us. You know, we didn't get even that. So the story of this movie is uh, there's this kid. He's a latchkey kid. Ichiro's uh, his name. Ichiro. Ichiro. Uh, he's, a, he's a latchkey kid. His uh, dad works on the railroads. His mom works as a maid at night, so they're never home. Um, and he is uh, he likes monsters. He's friends with a neighbor who is a toy maker. And uh, he gets bullied at school a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he spends his evenings, um, I'm assuming, getting high. I just yeah. think they cut it out of the movie. So the, the real, I mean, the real, <laughs> the real thing about this movie is that, like, it's pretty much implied that, like, none of this monster stuff is actually happening. Right. They're basically all the kids' dreams. Yeah. Because there's no confirmation in this movie is if these monsters actually exist within the world that you know, that they're setting up within this specific movie. Like, it it seems like maybe they exist either in this kid's imagination or as, like, toys or, like... Right. But they don't even give us, like... They don't really give us much. They they don't even give us, like, the Winnie the Pooh-esque framing device of, like, oh, like, Godzilla is a toy line, which actually could be... um, Interesting, um, right? To, just to a kind a of an alternate degree. universe, kind yeah. of, or like a movie that takes place in our universe. We're also seeing like a big uh, difference in one thing that did was striking a big cinematography difference in this movie, mm-hmm. um, where it, it feels uh, you can see the progression of time just within the sixty-eight to sixty-nine um, jump. It just yeah. looks a lot more to no, the, the ground. The movies have gotten progressively looked better. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Um, so yeah, so he goes and um, he, I think he, I think he takes right, a, a pill of something because he dreams. First of all, like when he's first dreaming, he's, he's, on, he's on a plane flight. Yeah, it's like flight zero zero one to Monster Island. Yeah, and then so he's on this full flight with everybody, and then all of a sudden it goes like black light or something or like whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and then he's the only one inverted on the pl- uh, yeah, colors, inverted yeah. colors, and he's the only one on the plane. Yeah, and then he just kind of falls or what i forget what happens exactly but like he kind of just appears on monster island yeah but it's funny because and like i said i'm sure that they just cut it out but he takes a pill of something gets high goes on his little toy phone calls into monster island and then he ends up on this plane and they show it the first time like you're right he's on the plane then he ends up on the island but every time they transition into him going to monster island there is that sound effect of like him inside of a plane Mm -hmm. and a plane lifting off so there's like colors it's like like what is this like the fucking like Nemo of Slumberland or whatever, like he keeps on, like it keeps coming at night, bringing him to fucking Dreamland and shit. I mean, to talk about, I mean, we should talk about the kid a little bit. Yeah. Um, his look is good. Like yeah. the the outfit, like it feels like an iconic look. You know what I mean? Like the, I, the, I will, the, I will say, like the first maybe five ish minutes of this movie does have at least the promise of all right we're going in a different direction, and this is kind of interesting. You have this little latchkey kid, and then like maybe he's gonna have like they. 
you don't really it's funny because there's no sense of how the monsters are going to play into this as the movie starts Mm -hmm. but at least for me i was like okay completely different direction right and uh you know it's kind of Mm -hmm. odd that they went this direction after destroy all monsters but exactly it's fresh yeah yeah but like the the kid has a good look like i I, just like with that he has like this hat and he has like this kind of blue shirt like there's a sense of like if this were a better movie yeah he would be like iconic just because the look is so distinct yeah yeah but as a character, as a of course he's getting bullied. He's singing about monsters all the time, like unprovoked. Like even kids are like saying, like, "Well, like, what is Manila?" And then he's like, "Manila, Manila, Manila." Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Of course you're getting bullied. You're acting um, like a fool. But like, and I, to an extent, I think the kid who's playing Ichiro, the kid, yeah, I think he has some personality. Like he has some charm to him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A, like he is watchable. Yeah. But also, it's just, again, there's just that simplistic... Like, he's just kind of there. Just like everybody's just kind of there in this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie really lacks any sort of distinction. Yeah. No, as it it goes on. As it goes on. Well, because it is funny because you're right. Then you get to Monster Island, and it really is just... Now... How long did it take for you to realize like this is stock? This is just footage from other right movies. Right away, yeah. Right away, because <laughs> I recognize. I mean, we, the thing is, especially because we're binging these movies, essentially. Yeah. Like the first, because the first stock footage we see is Godzilla with the the Kamakuras, right? Yeah, Kamakuras, yeah. And it's that thing where they're like, we we talked about it in that episode. It's the scene where they play basically soccer with the rock. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, this is ex- you know the same. We this is. Reuse footage. Yeah. Then the next scene is him fighting Abira yeah. with the rock volleyball. And we also mentioned that specifically in that episode. And I love like how he ends up on the island and then he's like, Manda, Angiris. And it, it, it like literally is just lifting out scenes from older movies and cutting to them. Like there's no geography of the scene. But what I loved about this scene, he's like, Angiris, Kamakuris, Kumunga, Giant Condor. <laughs> Like, yeah, who, who remembers the giant condor? And then it just replaced that weird fight scene from Ibira where he fights the giant condor. Which out is of the nowhere. only, which is the only, um, what's it called, um, reuse of footage I liked because it did remind me how ridiculous that fight was. The fact that he first off calls out the giant condor, yeah, by his name, giant condor, yeah, giant condor, <laughs> and then like, and then it's just again the exact same fight scene. And this movie doesn't even go by its own rules because they use so much stock footage or just footage from other movies. Is that they even replay Godzilla fighting the jets from Abira uh, Horror of the Deep? Like it's like I thought this was monster. I, where are the jets coming from? Like in this little in well, this kid's and the imagination. Fact that he's like. It's also the fact that these fights are like right after each other, right? It's just in terms of the context, it's like it's it's more apparent that it's like kid's dream because it's like, oh, like here he is fighting the Kamakuris, and then all of a sudden it's Abira and he's in water, and now all of a sudden the giant condor appears. Which is like, there's a bit of it where it's like, all right, so is this kind of like a Godzilla clip show? Yeah. Where I think you could kind of play it as like. This is kind of like one of those TV specials where, like, the little kids going through Godzilla's greatest hits with, like, one of the other monsters, which, yeah. I mean, maybe make for a good, like, special, but not for a great yeah. movie. Especially since you're only, like, taking it from the last three movies. And they're also contextualizing it as if it's happening there. So yeah, it's yeah, that's like, the thing. It's, yeah. it's as if it's like he's watching, oh my god, Godzilla is fighting Abira for the first time ever. <laughs> and so then we're introduced to your favorite Manila who, spoiler alert, talks in this movie. Yes, Manila 
But the sound mixing on Manila's voice sounds like he's in like a Skype call. No, he sounds like he's talking from inside the suit. <laughs> like that's what was hysterical to you me. Know, it, it does like it's so, slightly muffled. Like, uh, yeah, it's slightly muffled. There is the sense like it really does also sound like. I mean, honestly, it does sound like it's like he phoned in. Like not. Pho- I mean, he kind of phoned it in, <laughs> but like like he literally like dialed a cell phone and like that's how he was recording the lines. Like yeah, some yeah, yeah. some yeah. like cheap like knockoff of Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged where somebody's just like recording off a phone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's 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 super weird. And I think this was one of my favorite reactions from you on this movie was so the kid goes up to Manila. Ichiro goes up to uh, Manila and they, they kind of chat for a little bit. And then Gabara shows up and then Manila's like, oh man, Gabara's always making fun of me or just bullying me or something. And then, <laughs> oh, and then what they do is like he call the Ichiro calls the bully, his own bully, Gabara, mm-hmm. too, because he guess he calls people by monster names, which isn't really represented anywhere else. Uh, but anyway, he does that to this kid. And I remember that Gabara shows up. And he's like, oh, you know, he's always making fun of me and bullying me. And I think your reaction, too, was, oh, it's one of these. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Ga- the thing about Gabara was really confusing because in the opening credits of the movie. Yeah. They kind of show, oh, it's Godzilla and it's Manila, and, and like they show other monsters, right? And then they show Gabra, like yeah. out of nowhere. I'm like, who is this guy? Because <laughs> like it seemed like it was like like other Godzilla movies where like they kind of play like, oh, they show like footage from other movies or something like that. But it's like it was like Godzilla. Oh, I know that guy, Manila. Yeah, here's that, and like and Garrus is here too, and like here's Gabra. I'm like, who the who who the hell is this green guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's one of the, yeah, but it's, it is one of those movies. It's a uh, it's all an allegory, a metaphor, as it were. Right, because Ichiro is getting bullied yeah. by these weird bullies. Yeah, that are like, yeah, go knock over that guy's motorcycle, or go honk at that painter. Yeah, or I want your tube. Give me your tube thing. Yeah, like, yeah it's like a little toy that's like a tube, and then he's like, give me your tube. Uh, and then Manila is getting bullied by Gabra. Yeah, and Godzilla is always like. You stand up for yourself, essentially, mm-hmm. is like what he's basically trying to teach Manila to do. And uh, I will say, Gabra does have a cool lightning power. He's basically Palpatine, <laughs> just like putting his hand on and giving him like an electric noogie. Yeah, uh, I, I did like that. I mean, that kind of made him formidable. I'm like that. That guy could fuck you up if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So that storyline kind of p- just plods on. And, yeah. And uh, then there's also so. Simultaneous to what's yeah. going on with, <laughs> I was just about to mention this. Simultaneous to what's going on with Ichiro and Manila, there's a uh, burglary. Yeah. Of of the infamous two fifty million yen thieves, and that doesn't mean two fifty million yens. That means two thieves that stole fifty, 50. million yen. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's basically what they are. And it keeps popping up, and you always forget it's part of the movie. Like, because it has so little impact. I mean, I guess later on it does, but at that point, you're like, wait, what? what is What is the point of this? Like, how is this connecting into anything? And it's just a. Again, it's just as. It's a simplist. It's simplistic as could possibly be. There's no other kind of personality to these guys there's no other subtext or context it's basically well, like, they, they do kind of touch on that maybe the one guy in the sunglasses is slightly meaner mm, than the uh, than the other one yeah. but then they kind of have a code where he's like oh, I, I, he's like i won't kill a kid there's no money in that and we're just keeping him as uh, insurance yeah. like, and then the other guy's like oh yeah good thinking yeah because there's also like there's like these detective in yellow hats that are just going around and being like oh there's thieves around 
Well, they keep on cutting away for this weird exposition scene in which we finally get to see the mother. And remember how I said that, like, sometimes one of the difficulties of watching maybe, you know, different culture movies is something is like sometimes different cultures are ignorant to the nuances of different um, performances in different nations and stuff like that. This was the first time I was like, this woman is bad. (laughs) This actress who plays the mom is so bad that she just sounds just jolly and happy in every single line. Even though she's clearly supposed to be sad about everything. Yeah, because literally she is calling her home and saying like, hey, I'm not going to be able to, uh, you know, come home tonight. I have to work late hours. Like, you know, the other maid took off, so I have to work, so I'm going to have to leave you home. But she's saying it's like, oh, it's like, it's like just to let you know, I have to stay here for the night and you can take care of yourself. And then I thought like, why, why is she so happy? And then like these guys go, I thought like, is are there like hot dudes at like the hotel she's working at that they're like, I, like what, what, what is going on? This that was the first time I'm like this is a bad act, yeah, actor. Yeah, and so movie. because of that, Ichiro has to stay with the toy maker guy. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those things where in a different and better version of this movie, there is could be like an interesting relationship between like the kid and the toy maker, right? Like yeah. that they're always like kind of hanging out, and the toy maker's like always interested in Ichiro's little imaginative games. Of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, oh. Monster Island? What's that? Like, that that sort of thing. But again, it's just so simplistic. It like, doesn't ever manifest in any interesting way. No, it's way. just, it's, yeah. it's little, like, every scene in this movie, like, the way that I thought this podcast was going to go, and to an extent <laughs> it is, it's basically, like, when you describe, like, what happens, like, oh, uh, the toy maker and Ichiro have dinner, and they talk about the Monster Island. And you think, like, oh, but they could talk about, like, the personalities, or, like, what that means for the character. Like, no, it's, like, literally, that's what happens. And there's nothing more to it. Yeah, there's really, like every scene is like really that simplistic. Like he he'll, he'll go and they'll have dinner. And it's like it's like well it's like you know I visit my friend Manila. Who's Manila? He's a monster. He lives on Monster Island. Monster Island. Yeah. Well, that's something. Like and that will be the scene. And, and, and we're not joking like about that. That is literally like every scene in this movie. And then so we keep on cutting back and forth to Monster Island and Manila's learning to, you know, stick up for himself. There's more interactions with Gabra. Manila shows the um the ability to grow uh his size at will. Uh, mm-hmm. Where he can grow down to the size of Achiro, or he can grow to the size of Gabra, giant monster, for some reason. So that goes to, and then we have the weirdest tonal shift, where because you know this is when uh, you know Ichiro's having his high fever dreams, um, and he gets woken up to the thieves, who once again you're like, oh yeah, they're part of this movie, <laughs> with the thieves are holding like a knife to his neck, and I was just like, whoa, what happened? So what then, is going yeah, on? <laughs> so then the thieves kidnapped Ichiro as, as you said, insurance. Yeah, yeah. Even though it really doesn't make any sense why they're there in the first place. I think we should say, no, 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 this hasn't happened yet. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really make sense that they're there. They need to kidnap him. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, again, it's a simple plot device to put Ichiro in, in danger. It sounds like at one point they're like, they're pitching this story and then somebody's like, all right, then he gets kidnapped by thieves, and then they got really far in the process. It's like, oh, I think we have to hint at these thieves earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it kind of seemed like to me. Yeah, so um, I guess they, they take him to a warehouse, right? Yeah. And they're just keeping him hidden there. Yeah, so they're keeping him hidden there. Ichiro's still tripping balls 
and uh, he goes back into his dream land. He goes back into his dream Monster Island. Yeah, and, and this is where Manila finally learns to stick up for himself, and him and Godzilla fight Gabra in a fight that's not impressive in any way. Mm. It, it's 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 not even bad. It's just so bland. Like it's the same wrestling move over and over again. And before then it's just them kind of like bumping each other's chests a lot. Yeah. And then even like him fighting Manila fighting Gabra is just a lot of like Gabra's like, Oh, I'm coming after you. Oh, I missed you. I'm coming after you again. Oh, I missed you again, you little rascal. Like I, this is might have been the part where I fell asleep. I'm not <laughs> even sure. Because this is not ringing any bells to me. You know, it did wake you up. So there's a scene where they put um, Gabra on a plank and and Manila jumps off a cliff and pulls the whole like jumps on the opposite side of the plank and yeah. then Gabra goes flying. <laughs> that was like the one highlight. Yeah. Because it, it was highlight. so goofy. It, it was such a goofy thing. So yeah. Manila learns his lesson right. of, um, hey, I got to stick up. For I wish we could go into depth on this more, but there really isn't no, no, anything. Like, 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 I, I, I have the same feeling. It's just like, you, you, you think that like, oh, we can discuss. But literally, it's just like uh, he learns his lesson. He chats with the kid again. And then Ichiro like wakes up and it turns into a Home Alone movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like basically Ichiro's not like, I got to stand up for myself against these What's thieves. weird is at this point, you don't like, you kind of get the sense that like, all right, this is all about learning to stick up for yourself and bullying, which we've seen a little bit in the like earlier in the movie. But as the movie goes on, its entire second act, there's no cohesion between the mm-hmm. the the real the quote unquote real stuff and the dream stuff. Yeah, like you, there's no more other scenes of him getting bullied. It's just kind of like live action padding of I guess setting up the thieves up until he goes back to Monster Island. And you're like, like what? What? It, we're not learning anything more about his parents other than like you know that the mom can't act. Like we're not learning anything. And then like. Again, like you think, like the toy maker guy will play into it a little bit yeah. more, but like he's not there, and then it finds out it's his car has got stolen. Yeah, so then you're right. Ichiro basically plays Home Alone in this warehouse, and a very there was a clever thing where there's this hole in the ground, and Ichiro puts newspaper over it, and as the guy comes running towards him, he falls through the newspaper into the hole, and I thought that was like a clever, at least a clever setup uh, for a bit. So he they escape. And then just kind of starts a very weird, like, Achiro learns the lesson Manila learned about stick up for yourselves, which is like, I thought this was about him and his bullies, and the bullying thing comes back in a very weird way. We're going to get to that in a second. So he's basically evading these these, uh, thieves in the strangest... I I don't even know what was the thinking behind this. Like, is this like a stylistic way to show action? But what the movie does from here on out is that every action is paused by a freeze frame. So it'll be like, Ashiro's like, like, no, freeze frame. The guy's running. Ah, freeze frame. Back to Ichiro. Oh, no, freeze frame. Like, yeah, like stop motion <laughs> yeah. or like, you know, or, it, yeah, it, it's a stylistic choice. And it gets so severe as the movie goes on that you, Nick had mentioned that it, it almost felt like our DVD was skipping. Yeah, no, it's ex- ex- exactly. If you want to imagine it, it felt like the DVD was kind of skipping around. But the only reason you knew it wasn't is that the music was still really smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it literally was like kind of like. Freeze, 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 kind of that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm trying to think because because wasn't there like one move he he like evades the guy like Manila evaded the guy, but then at one point I thought like either he's going to jump on a plank and launch this guy or he's going to breathe fire like mm-hmm. Manila did. <laughs> 
See, that would have been amazing <laughs> if, he, if he had a little smoke room. That was the le- lesson he learned yeah. is breathing fire. Um, yeah, so, like, he's home aloneing these thieves. Like, you know, it's... That one guy had a good stunt where he, like, kind of did this flip. And, like, his flip, his head went into a box. Mm-hmm. And he, like, came up with a box on his head. I'm like, that, that was a pretty good yeah. stunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, like, the toy maker finds his car stolen, and he kind of help, calls for help. And It's a good thing he recognized his car, though, because remember, his car was stolen. He's like, wait a minute, I recognize this car. Yeah, no, he's basically like, whose car could this be? Wait a minute, that's my car. <laughs> my car got stolen. Because <laughs> also early in the movie, the detective's like, oh, we, we believe the thieves to be in the area, so keep an eye on your car. And the toy maker's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll keep an eye on my car. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know, again... I see, want to I, talk. I want to talk more about in depth. But there's thought, nothing here. See, I thought like well, at least we were gonna get like maybe the toy maker was in on it. Like I thought yeah. like maybe we were gonna go that direction. But yeah, so he calls the. Oh my god, what what was the? Uh, because he goes into the car and he finds the bag full of the fifty million yen and he calls the police and he's like, I just found my car stolen and there's a knockout amount of money in there. <laughs> I gotta start using that term more. There's a knockout amount. Why was this movie called All Monsters Attack? No monsters attack! There's not even like a city destruction or anything. There's three monsters. Achiro said it earlier. Man is the real monster. And lots of the, well, two monsters, two men are attacking. I thought you were going to say that the filmmakers are the real monsters. How do you call this movie All Monsters Attack when the last movie was called Destroy All Monsters and it was basically an army of monsters either teaming up or destroying cities and then you have you have the audacity to call this movie All Monsters how Attack. Do you, how do the Americans call this Godzilla's <laughs> Revenge? Godzilla's... Well, He's barely in the movie. Like he, he he has a substantial role in fighting Gabara, but other than that, like Godzilla didn't the... even start the Revengers in this movie. <laughs> hey, what what is he revenging? He's not revenging anything. <laughs> if anything, it's Manila's revenge. So but anyway, this movie should not be called All Monsters <laughs> Attack. Oh, it should. It really could be called like it. Like if you were coming up with a legitimate title, it should just be like Manila. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, like the movie Manila about... and the Kid. Manila. Manila, Manila and the kid. <laughs> so that all wraps up. Manila learns how to fight for himself. Ichiro learns how to stand up for himself. And then it like. <laughs> so, Man- or not Manila. Ichiro. Ichiro goes back to his bullies, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking like, oh, he's going to stand up to the, he's going to finally stand up to the bullies. Like he's going to get his toy back or he's, he's not going to do what they do. What does he do? He does the exact thing they told him to do earlier. Wait, no, no, no. First, he does he does confront them. He ba- he basically plays prison rules. He goes down. He takes out the biggest bully in the bunch and like asserts his dominance. And then he goes over to this port to the to the guy in the motorcycle that that they wanted him to like mess yeah, with so, earlier so in earlier, the movie. So yeah, so to be clear, because I kind of mentioned it before, but to be clear to set this up earlier in the movie, they're like. Oh, like you want your toy back? Then go and because there's a guy painting like a billboard. And yeah, he has a motorcycle down there, and they're like, "Okay, go and honk the motorcycle. Like, go use the like the horn." And he's like, and Ichiro's like, "But it'll like scare the panthers." Like, yeah, that's what makes it funny. Now go do the horn, and then Ichiro just runs away. Yeah. So in this part, without their prompting, he goes up to the painter's motorcycle. Well, because you think like, all right, he took care of the bullies. Like he yeah. could stand up for himself. He took care of the bullies. <laughs> so instead, of what he does. 
is he goes up to the horn, he honks it, and he scares the painter. And the painter gets really angry and he runs away. So what happens is Ichiro essentially... But no, be- remember, the painter falls down and all the paint pours over all of his face. Yeah, and then Ichiro runs away. The painter's running after him. Ichiro like runs into his dad's like, Dad, tell him I'm sorry. Like I, I, I didn't mean it. I'm a kid. And like he runs away. So the, essentially what happens is that Ichiro becomes the new leader of these bullies. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Which is this so is, funny. This, how is, is this like this is a dark this, ending. This isn't us misreading something. There is nothing that organically leads up to this because it's not like the whole lesson with Godzilla and Manila was just stick up for yourself. Right. That's all it was. Because you think like overcome your fears. The thing is like the, 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 the it's just shocking because it's pre- the presenting like are they scary. the are they the monsters? Man is the real monster. Are they the monsters that they're gonna? Is this movie genius? <laughs> no, it's not. No, because it's, it's like clearly honking the horn and scaring the painter is the wrong thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like Ichiro running away at the first time is like he did the right thing. He didn't do it. He didn't give in the peer pressure. And now like he, he, he it's not it's not it, and it's not even like the bullies are like oh okay, you're so cool now go do that thing we told you to do. It's like yeah no Ichiro just does it. Yeah. And he, he he becomes the he becomes the villain. Yeah. <laughs> what is the lesson here? What is the lesson here? And then the movie's over. <laughs> and then it's over. <laughs> and nothing of significance was gained. Nick, what'd you think about all monsters? This is attack? the worst thing we've watched. <laughs> and I li- I did not think I did not think we were gonna get worse than Godzilla raids again. You know, I what? was I I had this. I, I forgot because I'm like, oh, I got to go rank this on my Godzilla rankings, you know, mm-hmm. since we're rewatching everything. And I was like, oh, fuck, this may be the worst movie we've watched. Yeah. Cause <laughs> because like, cause it, and, and I think really what it is ultimately is for me, what puts it over the edge is the complete overuse of yeah. old footage. I mean, I'm not, I've, because there's not one the, interest. Like, it's so much of it. And then it, it, it just, you tune out so much. It's easy to tune out. Yeah. Um, all right, well, a few post-release uh, stories. Uh, um, so, actually, you may find this interesting. Uh, this is considered to be the worst Godzilla film. Really? <laughs> you don't say! It's considered to be the worst film uh, by fans and is mostly completely forgotten by critics. Like, I couldn't find any, really, reception of this movie whatsoever. I mean, it's not, it's not even, like, a long movie. Yeah. Well, that was the best thing about it was, like, I, I, I kind of had an inkling of what this movie was going to be like, and I'm like, all right, it's only an hour and ten. Yeah. Um, so... And, uh, I mean, that, that is maybe the one thing I will say about it. It does not overstay its welcome at all. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, people, like we've said, criticized its uh, overuse of stock footage, annoying characters, sloppy plot, and ultimately a muddled message about bullying mm. is what we touched upon. Yeah. Um, and uh, it showed, the quality showed, uh, the film sold almost a million tickets less than Destroy All Monsters. So, you know, not a disaster, but definitely, like, you, you know, they they rushed something out and they suffered the consequences uh, for it. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward, Nick, uh, this is uh, the end of uh, Gabra. Gabra has never appeared in any official Godzilla canon or movies ever, ever again. Like I said, he appeared in some of those TV shows, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not here. Wonder if he ever returned to his businessman form. <laughs> oh, um, his business frog. It's <laughs> a business frog. He's actually Thor. <laughs> um, but uh, probably not as unfortunate for you was that Toho would take a break from Manila. Okay. And Manila's kind of going on a little bit of a hiatus. Eh. 
Um, I mean, to, to quickly to talk about him, you know, it's he had brief moments. Yeah, but he's still ugly. <laughs> I mean, they, he, they cleaned up the suit a little he bit. He did get to kill one. on Ghidorah and destroy all monsters, and yeah. I give him that credit. Um, this will also Ashiro Honda will step away from the franchise. But will he return? Find out in Infinity War. No, find out in another Godzilla movie. Okay. But uh, we will not be seeing Honda for quite some but time. But I'm sure we'll see him at least one, one or twice more times. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh That is Nick. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what a great gift. <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of warned uh, last year that uh, w- uh, this would not be. <laughs> The, uh, yeah. the 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 strongest uh, way to uh, wrap up the year. Yeah. Uh, do we even dignify giving Harrison Ford a role in this movie? Oh, we have to. Yeah. I mean, like, what, give me who you would say uh, who, who is Harrison who Ford. Who could in this movie. he be? Huh. This is a, this is a tough one because there's not really. Oh my god! I'm looking at one of my books for Godzilla that I do research out of the little the double billing uh, poster yeah. for it. Godzilla's Revenge, see prehistoric monsters crawl out of the hidden depths of the earth and take revenge against the living. What? That's how this movie is marketed. Goddamn carnies. That just doesn't happen in this movie at all. Anyway, so go ahead. Who's Harrison Uh, Ford? Harrison Ford is the toy maker's boss, I think. I, I, you know, I think he's a guy who Toymaker kind of goes to and pitches, and he's like telling this crazy story about like his his neighbor who is into these giant monsters. Find my toys. <laughs> and then and then Harrison Ford gets the idea for like toy monsters, mm-hmm. and then it turns out to be a, a monster remake of Small Soldiers. Sure, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, uh, Nick, uh, unfortunately, sorry, we had to sit through that. Um, and next time we are going for another weird uh, trip, but I think weird in a good way. I, I'm okay, more familiar with this one, and that is Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, Ooh, or uh, as commonly known as Godzilla versus Hedora. Hedora, not Ghidorah. Hedora. Hedora. Uh, but Nick, next time's not a Godzilla episode; it's a Bond episode. So where are we going? Yeah, we're uh, heading up to the stars uh, for a very interesting Bond tale, um, and there will be a lot to discuss potentially something to do with a galaxy that's far far away that we'll have to talk about in that episode but uh, we're gonna go to see moonraker awesome can not wait well nick um i'm done we're done we're done uh we'll see you guys in the new year sometime yes um we'll definitely have some episodes out in january yeah yeah not not completely uh 100% 100% sure of what, like when exactly it will be, but definitely well, in the definitely, new year. We'll try to get those two, like, two episodes out in January. We'll see, yeah. we'll see what you can do. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, we'll do the plugs. Yeah. BunzillaPod at gmail.com. That is our email address. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Bonzilla007 or Twitter.com slash Bonzilla007. You can like and subscribe iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah. And uh, that does it for possibly our shortest episode. Yeah, I think so. I, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I think this may be. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, Nick, I'm, I'm done. Um, yeah, this movie, I mean, this movie, it's not like this movie deserved more time. <laughs> uh, if, if anybody wants, they can go check out uh, some of my other podcasts, uh, The Upside Fans. We just uh, released a, uh, two th- by the time this comes out, a 2017 uh, 
episode, end of the year episode, um, and actually at some point this week you will also see some uh, thoughts on a movie about a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't want to spoil what that's about, but uh, go check that out. Yeah. Um, and that, that's it. And you're on that episode. I am on that yeah. episode, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, all right, I'm done. I'm done. All right. I'm Nick. I'm, I'm Will. There's no reason in hell this movie should have been called All Monsters Attack. It's an egregious, <laughs> it's an egregious uh, thing on my rights. Tell us. Tell us how you really feel. I, I did. You can just <laughs> you can go back to the beginning. <laughs>